Well, good morning, church. It's good. It's good. Good morning, church. There we go. Well, it's so good to have each and every one of you. I didn't get to see who's new here for the first time, but welcome to Oasis Church Chicago. It's an honor to have you. If this is your first time, we have a saying here at Oasis. Sorry, I'm doing like 12 different things up here, trying to think straight, but we have a saying here that says, welcome home. We believe that. We truly believe that, that this is a place where people can come, no matter where you're from, no matter what walk of life you're a part of, no matter what you've done in your past, no matter what you believe, you're welcomed here. And we say that at home, you're welcomed here, and we just trust that God's grace is big enough to speak to you, to reach you, to convict and to change and to challenge you. And so we say, come home, be a part of the house, be a part of the family. So if this is your first time here, we're glad you're here. Thank you for coming. It's such an honor and a privilege to be here. So it's gloomy outside. It's been gloomy for the past two days, but we're going to have some fire happen in the church this morning. Amen. Can I just say that? You're all like, what is he going to do? Pull out some fire. I'm going to start spitting fire, gasoline out of my mouth, lighting it. It's going to be awesome. Kidding. Completely joked. It's terrible. But I believe this morning is going to be a good word. Sometimes the jokes in my head just come off a lot better here than out there. It just doesn't. Jordan agrees with me. Praise God. No, it's so good to be here. Um, we have been going through a series called Breakthrough at Oasis Church for the past uh, three, three weeks or so. Um, so if this is your first time, I just want to catch you up on where we've been and, and what we're talking about. We believe this. Let me just give you the overlying statement. We believe that the God of the heavens, Jesus, is the God of breakthroughs. We believe that. We believe that God moves on behalf of his people. We trust and believe that Jesus moves on behalf of his people. We trust and believe that Jesus gave us the greatest breakthrough already. We don't really need another breakthrough because we have the cross of Jesus Christ. That's the greatest breakthrough that we could ever have. So that's all we really need. However, there are times in life, right, that you walk through life, the journey called life, and there are moments in life where things start to hit you, things start to happen around you, chaos, confusion, the unknown starts to happen and you just need a breakthrough sometimes. It's just the nature of life. We all do it. We all experience it. If you've never needed a breakthrough, please, I would love to talk with you and figure out what you're doing. (laughs) But we all have that. We all need it. And we've been walking through scriptures and just what the scripture, the word of God, we believe in the word of God at Oasis Church Chicago. We will preach this and only this always. But we believe that the scriptures tell us some practical things. So we learned about Jesus in the boat with his disciples when the storms came in the, in the water. And the waves were hitting the boat. And, and Jesus was cashed out on a pillow underneath, sleeping, because he knew who his father was. So regardless of what you're walking through, just remember, put your eyes to Jesus because he knows who you are and he knows what you're walking through. And that in itself could just make you be at rest. When the storm's there, be at rest. Is that hard? Then we talked about the practicality of just the doors to open up to God during the times of breakthrough by just simply saying, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, regardless of what I'm walking through, regardless of what I'm going through, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. The church, I have lost that at times. I've allowed distractions and chaos and all that stuff, and I stop saying thank you, and I start saying, God, you don't know what you're doing. So we learned that. And then last week we had a time of worship because of the marathon. Anybody run the marathon last week? No? Great. Maybe next year. I was going to say congrats, give you guys a round of applause, but none of you all ran. So we just had a time of prayer, and we just talked a little bit about the breakthrough. But today, as we finish this series, 
entitled, It Matters. It Matters. I'm going to read a, a passage of scripture that some of you may not be familiar with. Not a bad thing. It's in the Old Testament. It's the book of Hosea. <laughs> some of you are like, where? <laughs> I, I don't know where that is in the Bible. There's a table of contents in the front of your Bible. You can look there right now and get to it. It's awesome. If you don't have a Bible... There are Bibles back there on the table that are free. If you feel more comfortable taking it, putting it underneath your jacket, whatever you're into, do that. Just take one, though, and read it and start to read it. But the book of Hosea, it's an Old Testament book. And let me just give you some background. Chapter 10 we're going to go from, but Hosea was an Old Testament prophet. What? Basically, he was the mouthpiece of God to the nation of Israel. God's chosen people at that time, and still today, was the nation of Israel. And Hosea was a prophet. So Hosea spoke the words of God because they didn't necessarily have all this today that we have in the word of God. So they were the mouthpiece of God, proclaiming, giving declaration, telling truth of who God was in that nation. You guys tracking with me? I'm giving you a little Bible study. You're all like, what is happening? I don't know, prophet, all this stuff. So now you know, right? Nod your head, you with me? So during that time... The people of Israel, they were having good times. Believe it or not, they were in a season that it was good. The economy was good. Things were happening. They were all good. And guess what happened? Things started to decline. So they were really happy during the good times, right? <laughs> and the moment the decline started to come, they stopped forgetting who God was. They stopped forgetting his faithfulness. They started to turn to the world and to their own abilities and to their own talents. And Hosea said a powerful world that in the middle of a need of a breakthrough for the people of Israel, this is an instruction that he gives us. So you guys with me? If you're there, say I'm there. Hosea 10. Anybody there? If not, it's going to be a really big Bible right up here in about two seconds, so you can all follow along with that. But bring your Bibles to church. Take notes. You may need this message, not today, but 10 years from now. And you can look back through your notes and be like, I needed that. So take notes. Amen. Some people say you can't get to heaven without notes. It's not true at all. I just thought it would help us get there. Let's read the word this morning. Amen. And Jacob must break up the ground. Sow for yourselves righteousness. Reap the fruit of unfailing love. That's just good right there. Reap the fruit of God's unfailing love. I'm thankful that I serve a God that's never going to fail me. His unfailing love is unfailing. Real emotional today. I'm sorry. Get it together, JP. We haven't started preaching. And break up your unplowed ground, for it is time to seek the Lord until he comes and showers righteousness on you. It is time to seek the Lord until he comes and showers righteousness on you on you. Jesus, this is your word. We thank you, Father, that your word is true, your word is life, your word changes us. So, Father, this morning I pray that the words that are spoken will come out exactly how you want. It'll be your words, not mine. Pray that it'll fall on good soil. Open hearts this morning. Holy Spirit, open up ears to receive and hearts to receive. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It matters. It matters. Has anybody in your life ever told you that something that you're about to do matters. I've been told many times certain things in my life, they matter. One of those things was very clear to me throughout my childhood and all the way up into where I'm at today, and it was, it mattered what I did to prepare for how I was going to be a husband. 
It mattered. I remember my father, who is my hero, you guys all know, is a man of God. He would sit me down oftentimes and he would say, son, even as a teenager, son, what you're doing today matters. What you're, what you're investing in today matters for the future Mrs. Trollio. I was like, yeah, dad, no, it doesn't matter. I'm 14 years old. What are you talking about? I'm never getting married. He's like, no, son, there will come a day that what you're doing today will affect where you're going. Fast forward, right? I meet the love of my wife, Rachel. She's up there with the kids. Praise God for her, right? You guys all better. I said this before and I'll say it again. You all better thank God for my wife because she keeps me in line and in return she keeps this whole church in line. Praise God for her. But when I met her, I was like, this is the one. This is it. This is who I want to spend the rest of my life with. This is what my father was telling me about, that it mattered. And so Rachel and I, at, at the time of being engaged, we, we started to get mentored by a couple. Any single people out there, any people that are thinking about getting married, this is important. And we would sit with this couple, this godly couple. They were older than us, a lot wiser than us. And they would tell us some stuff. They would teach us. They would coach us. They would train me. Me. They would say, look at me flat out. JP, how you handle right now this season of engagement matters. See, we can't go backwards, so what happens now matters for what's ahead. And I'd be like, no, no, no. And the guy said to me, no, JP, what you give your time and energy to right now with Rachel, it will carry into your marriage. How many of you know that they were right? They were absolutely right. If I just stopped dating my wife during engagement, if I just, just gave up the time and the effort to work at that, that the moment that we said I do and we went away, praise God, that she would look at me and be like, I don't know you. Right? She'd be like, we haven't spent time together. You haven't taken me on dates. <laughs> you haven't treated me with respect. So now that we just are married, it's not going to work that way. What I did in the season of waiting mattered. What you do in the season of waiting on God to move matters. Amen? It's so important. See, this is a, a, a biblical principle, right? There are a lot of principles in the Bible that we should live by, and this is one of them. I truly believe that, that in the waiting of breakthrough, we wait on God. We trust in God. We believe in God to move, but we sow into the things of God. What we sow, it matters. What we sow in our life, what we sow in the times of waiting for God to move, in times of waiting for God to break through, it matters. It's a biblical principle. It's all throughout Scripture. See, the thing about breakthroughs is that oftentimes I'm waiting for the breakthrough to come. Maybe just me. I start to muscle my way through it. I start to, to think I'm strong enough to get through this. Anybody else ever been there with me? Please someone raise your hand so we can have the same moment together. I, I, I often think like, man, I am strong enough. I'm talented enough. I'm big enough to handle what is coming my way. I'm the man. I said it last week. I'm the man. I can support my wife. I can take care of my family. I can do all these things. How many of you know I'm not strong enough to do any of that? But God is. But in waiting for breakthrough, what happens at times is that we try to take on our own abilities. And God's saying, no, that's not how I work. That's not how I operate. Start to sow into the things of me while you're waiting for your breakthrough and maybe, just maybe, watch what I do. 
Because what you sow into in life, what you sow into, you always are going to get back. I believe that. It's not karma. We don't believe that in the church at all. It's none of that. It's just the principle, biblical principle of sowing into the things of God. If you sow into the kingdom of God, guess what you're going to get? The kingdom of God back. You sow into this world, you're going to get the world. It's just the truth. It's not, it's not like rocket science. <laughs> Sometimes we sit there and go, why am I having what I'm having? Why am I going through what I'm going through? And I look at people and say, what are you sowing your time and energy into? See, I say this often, right? You show me your five friends, I'm going to show you where you're going in the next five years. Truly, you show me who's sowing into your life, I'm going to show you what type of thing you're going to reap from those friendships. You, you show me, better yet, you, 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 you look at it through the lens of Scripture, you show me what you're giving your ears and your eyes to, I'm going to tell you what you're going to see in here. Oh. We got people that are hearing all sorts of nonsense, all, all sorts of garbage, all sorts of false security and false hope. We have it all over throughout the world more than ever today. You know why? Because we have phones right in front of us 24-7. And people are looking, people are hearing, people are seeing stuff that is sowing them nothing. You tell me what you're listening to. You tell me who you're listening to. Especially in the time of breakthroughs, of waiting on God. And I'll show you what you're going to get. Scripture will show you what you're going to get. You show me your relationship with that special somebody and be honest about what you're doing with that special somebody that's maybe not God-honoring with that special somebody. I'm going to show you what you're going to walk into, into your future, maybe your marriage, because that stuff all carries in with you. God's grace can save it and forgive it and immediate. But you show me what you're investing and how you're working in your relationship right now. I will, better yet, scripture will show you, you guys tracking with me, what you're going to get. It's just the nature of God's kingdom. It's just how it operates and it works. What you give your energy and time is exactly what you will get in return. How about this? What if during the times of waiting on God, waiting on God to break through, we start sowing into the kingdom of God? You want to say something happened, you start sowing into the kingdom of God, you start praying, you start believing, you start to dive into his word each and every day. Guess what you start to get? Identity that nobody else can shake. You start to know who you are. Oh, you, you, you get to put your chest up a little bit. You get to pick your head up a little bit higher. Not in a cocky way. Confident way. Confidence in Christ way. You start to know your purpose here on this earth. Anybody need to know their purpose? My hand is up because oftentimes I'm like, God, I need to know my purpose here. I don't understand what you're doing. And guess what he says? Get away with me. Get alone with me. Let me show you my purpose. No matter what's going on, no matter what needs to happen, I want to show you my purpose for you, son. So if I sow into the kingdom of God, I'm going to get the things of God. Anybody thankful for that? See, it's a choice, right? It's always a choice. There's always a choice, the red pill or the blue pill. It's always a choice. It just is. There's a choice for you to make every single day. Am I going to sow my life, my heart, my mind into the things of this world? Or am I going to sow them into the things of God? Am I going to sow my heart, my mind into the things of this world or into the things of God during the time of me waiting on God to break through? There's a lot of scriptures about sowing and reaping. There's a lot of them. Check them out. There's a ton of them, actually, in scriptures. 
Proverbs 22, 8 says this. This is one of them. I just pulled a couple of them out because I think these are powerful. Whoever sows injustice reaps calamity. Oh, there you go. Wow. You're sowing injustice. You're operating in injustice. You're you're operating in ways that your work, that you're just not operating in a godly manner. Guess what you're going to get? Calamity. Oh, that's terrible news this morning. Uplifting. Let's all sing a song and praise God after that one. But it's a biblical principle. Galatians 6, 7 says this, do not be deceived, God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows, reaps what he sows. God is a good God, a loving God, a pure God, and is fighting for you and me to start to sow into the things that will last, bring life, and transform me, transform us. You know how I know he's fighting for you? Because his word tells us that he's fighting for you. His word gives us that instruction right there. That's a playbook. I was so thankful for meetings when I was playing sports that we knew what the other team was going to do, right? It gave me a little bit more confidence when I walked out into that field knowing this is what they're going to run, this is how they're going to do it, this is what's going to happen to it if I don't operate the way that I should operate. I had a playbook. You all, we all have a playbook. (laughs) Thank God for this, that we know that what we do and how we live matters, It matters. Hosea was telling the people of Israel, hey, the ground you are on right now is hard. Was he talking about tangible ground that they were stepping on? No, he's talking about their hearts, the hearts of the people. What you've been sowing into, it's it's causing you to have a hard heart, people. What you sow into matters. What if the breakthrough never comes? (laughs) Guess what happens? Breakthroughs the way you want them may never come. JP, the breakthrough that I want, it may never happen the way that I want it to happen. Is God going to still move? Is God going to still push me into the future, into the destiny he's called me? Yes, but the breakthrough the way that I want it to happen may not happen. But guess what? I can still sow and grow. I can grow while I sow. And in return, what was the way? What did I say? Grow and sow. I can sow and grow. Try saying that like three times reversed. While I'm waiting to grow, while I'm waiting for God to move, I can sow. And as I sow, I'm growing. It's a principle. (laughs) It's a biblical principle. You sow things into the dirt, you're hoping what as a farmer? That they grow. They water. They take care. They watch over it. They keep it going. They want it to grow. So as you grow, sow. And as you're sowing, watch the growth. I know it's gloomy outside, but this is really encouraging word. You can say amen. You want this in your life. You want to be in a season of waiting for breakthrough, saying, you know what, regardless of what's happening, regardless of what's going on, I want to sow so I can grow. And as I grow, I'm going to keep sowing into the things of God. That's who I want to be. That's who God wants you to be. The key to this all, though, is this. We're always going to need a breakthrough. <laughs> Just life. I said it at the beginning. We're always going to be in need of breakthroughs. See, see trials are going to come. Situations are going to come. Things are going to hit you. Life is going to happen, and life happens fast. So you're always going to need breakthrough, right? But here's the best news of it all. And this is just Christian cliche. You can say whatever you want, but it is the truth. The victory's already been won. The victory of Jesus has already been won. 
He's already defeated everything he needs to defeat in your life for you through the cross of Jesus Christ. So as breakthroughs come, you can rest assured that the victory has already come. So if I know the victory has already come, I'm going to sow a little bit more and I'm going to grow a little bit more. And as I grow a little bit more, I'm going to sow a little bit more because I know from the baseline of it all, the victory already happened through the cross of Jesus Christ in his empty tomb. So guess what I get to do? I get to wake up every day, regardless if the breakthroughs come, regardless if it ever is going to come, I'm going to sow and I'm going to grow. I'm going to grow and I'm going to sow and I'm going to keep sowing my life into the things of God because that cross demands it from me. It's the good news of Jesus Christ. It's the good news of the cross. That what we sow into matters. And waiting for the breakthrough, sow into the right things so that your heart does not harden. So you receive the righteousness of Jesus and your relationship with Jesus is renewed. Three things, those three things. That's what I get from this passage of Hosea telling the people of Israel. Three things, the first is this. Sowing into the right things keeps your heart from being hardened. Does anybody ever uh, desired something and wanted something and you don't get it? Let's just say a Christmas gift of some sort. (laughs) You don't get what you asked for. You get something else that you didn't ask for. Like, why is this here? I didn't, this wasn't even on my radar. But it was on yours, praise God. And you get it, right? You get it. Or better yet, you may never get it. You ask for something and you don't get it. And guess what starts to happen? At least it happens in me. This is just a practical fleshly moment. I become hardened towards that person. Oh, it's true. Ask my wife. She'll be like, hon, what do you want for your birthday? I'll be like, here, this is what I want for my birthday. Here, you want a list? I got a list. I got an Excel spreadsheet. It's everything. It's all there. It's good for you to go. She's like, what? And I was like, no, it's good. I have it all here together. And there was a point. (laughs) I didn't get a thing on that list. (laughs) She gave me a completely different gift. If she was in this room right now, she'd be laughing and shaking her head like, yes, she did. I'm having a confession moment with you guys. I immediately was like, what? Like looking at this gift like, what? I didn't ask for this. I didn't want this. You're giving me something that I have no desire to have. And she's like, you'll like it. I was like, yes, you're right. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. I loved it, actually. She was right. Praise God. Men, learn that. She's right. Save your life forever. Amen. (laughs) Some of the guys are like, no, no. You shake your head no. I'm telling you, you're going to learn one day really fast. I was like, babe, you're right. Totally love this. But how many of you know in that moment of getting that gift, I wasn't happy. (laughs) I actually became upset. Selfish me. Selfish. She was was giving me something. She She was showing me something great. She was giving me something that she knew I would like. And I became hardened towards her. See, the people of Israel had all good stuff happening. And the things of good stopped And things started to fall apart. And so the moment things started to fall apart, they started to resent God. They started to go their own way, away from God. They stopped living in the grace and the mercy of God, and they started to live and operate in the hardening of heart. See, this is what happens in waiting for breakthroughs. 
If we don't get what we think we should get, if we don't have the gifts that we should have, if we don't have the things that we know we should have, we start to become hardened towards God. Just me? God, I've been waiting for Mr. Right. (laughs) I've been praying and fasting, believing and hoping. Really? Have you really? Or have you gone out every weekend to the places you shouldn't go looking for Mr. Right? And he ain't there, let me tell you right now. He is not where you're looking for him at. God, you're bad. You're bad. You don't know, you don't know what's good for me. I know better. I know better. See, that's what the people of Israel were saying about God. God, we know better. We know better. So guess what starts to happen? Their heart starts to become hardened. Their heart became hard toward the ways and the things of the goodness of God. See, the thing about God is he just brought them out of slavery in Egypt. Think about that. That hardship, craziness, turmoil, chaos, pain, suffering, all those things. And they are now with God walking towards the promised land. And they now think, God, you haven't done enough for me. I need another breakthrough. And if I don't get another breakthrough, guess what? My heart for you is turned against you. In seasons of waiting, in seasons of waiting for God to break through, because he will break through, I promise you. Like I said, it might not be the way you want to, but he's going to break through for you. In waiting for breakthrough, you have to fight off a hardening of heart. Don't let the ground harden. I don't know what's going on with this thing. Can you come figure this out? Never mind. Got it. Good. Technology. Love it. Awesome. Praise God. This is what my dad always told me. Side story. He's like, JP, use a notepad. Write your stuff out. I'm like, no, I love technology. That moment almost there, we just almost blew up the lap, the computer. Back. <laughs> so into the right thing so you keep your heart from being hardened. God doesn't want your hearts to be hardened towards him. God's mercies say their mer- his mercies are new. What? Every day. And having mercies and stepping into those mercies and stepping into his love and stepping into his grace, guess what happens? It prevents your heart from being hard. I I know when I have a hard heart towards God. I know when I do. I'm living selfishly. I'm living in sin. I'm living in hate and anger and resentment and bitterness and I allow offense to come in. I allow all those things that the scriptures say, don't let come into your heart. I start to operate that when my heart becomes hard because I don't trust God and what he's doing. How wrong am I? How wrong are we? God, I trust you. I trust you in this season of life that my heart may not become hard. God, I look to you. You're where my help comes from. Give me wisdom to know just exactly what to do, God. God, I I look to you. You're my strength. You're my help. You're, you're, you're my redeemer, oh God. I don't care what's going on, God. I just don't want a hard heart. I, I don't want to be away from you. I don't want to be away from your presence because when we have a hard heart, we're outside of his presence. I don't want to be away from your presence, God. I know what it's like to be away from his presence. I don't want that. So God, forgive me. Soften my heart. Second thing is this. Jordan, come on up early. Sowing into the right things opens your heart to be filled with the righteousness of God. See, the scriptures tell you, and it says there, it says, sow for yourselves righteousness. Clear as day, sow for yourselves righteousness. 
Sowing righteousness reaps the fruit of unfailing love. Sowing righteousness reaps the endless love of God. Sowing into the things of God showers you with renewal. What is righteousness, JP? Has anybody ever heard the word righteousness and you're still wondering, I don't understand what that word is? Me sometimes. I'm like, wait, what am I singing? Righteousness? What am I reading? Righteousness? I don't. We have to know what righteousness means, right? Let me give you a definition. As plain as plain can be, I like plain teaching sometimes. It just helps me as a practical person, right? Righteousness is this, right standing with Jesus because of what he did on the cross. Woo! Oh, you can say amen to that. So when God says I'm righteous, you know what that means? I'm right standing with Jesus because of what he did on the cross. Woo! Thank you, God! Woo! That's what it does to me. All up in here, all up in here, I'm like, yes, I am in right standing with my Father in heaven that loves me, that cares for me, that died for me. He has called me his righteous child. Thank you, Jesus. But you know what else it is? It's a standard of living. See, see, God tells us, you're righteous. You're my child. I, I made you righteous through the cross. But guess what now? Now you got to live it out. Now, it's just not like this. I receive righteousness. I'm good to go. No. No. If I was just, hey, I'm married to my wife and things are good. I'm good to go. I'm going to do me. You do you. What's... No, it would never work. It matters how we live, how we sow. So are you sowing righteousness into your life? It's the assurance that we are free from sin and shame. It's living in justice, honesty, loyalty, doing what is right and fair. Do you want me to say that again? I'm going to say it again. It's, doing, uh, it's living in justice, honesty, loyalty, doing what is right and fair. It's a reverence for God. <laughs> Man, I really like the first part. I was in right standing with Jesus because of the cross. What are you saying to me now? See, it's through the cross that we have righteousness. And through having righteousness, then through righteousness, I can live out the way that God's called his people, his children, to live out. I can live being fair and honest. I can live by being loyal and truthful. I can live by being helpful and building others up. I don't need to be built up. My call and purpose here in life and your call and purpose here in life as a follower of Jesus is to pick other people up, is to elevate other people. Not worrying about how you can get elevated. That's nonsense. That's called pride. That's called arrogance. But how you can elevate and pick other people up. Righteousness, a standard of living that's going to cause us to say, you know what? I don't need the world. I need Jesus. I'm not going to plow and sow into the things of the world because all I'm going to get from the world is death. I need Jesus. And so as I sow into the things of Jesus, guess what I get to do? I get to walk over to the world and I get to go, world, come with us. Come on. Let me show you the goodness of Jesus. The things that you've been trying, they failed you every time. Time and time again, the world will fail you. It failed me. It failed me for many years of my life. That's why sometimes I get so passionate about this. I lived in the world. I operated in the world. I was all about the world. Every day I was like, man, how can I climb? How can I get more? How can I get satisfied with the things of this world? Is a little this, a little that? How's it going to work? And someone, thank God, said, hey, that's going to, come on, come on, come over here. Let me show you how, what the righteousness of Jesus is like. Let me show you the standard of living that's right. So where you have endless joy, endless peace, endless hope. So no matter what's going on in the world, no matter what's happening, no matter what type of breakthrough I need, I have hope and I have peace and I have joy. This is like the best news ever. 
This is amazing. I want to sow in so that I get to be filled with the righteousness of God. That I have the assurance that I'm made right with him through the cross. But guess what? Then I know the standard of living that I'm going to live and operate and move in. Because you know why? This whole life is not for you just to claim Jesus and get to heaven. This whole life is about you knowing Jesus, living in Jesus, and then telling the world about Jesus. Telling the world. Not to show you're better than them. If I ever hear that someone from Oasis told somebody else that they're better than them, whoo! I know a lot of people that aren't saved and don't love Jesus and that are bad dudes. I'll call them. But for real, you know why? Because in righteousness, you know what you start to remember? That was me over there. That's who I used to be. I lived that way before. I used to walk in that stuff before. I used to operate in that stuff before. And guess what? It's only through the grace of Jesus Christ that I'm not in that stuff anymore. So you know what? I'm going to come over to this part of this thing right here and say, hey, guys, come on. I'm just as different. I'm no different than you, but I'm no better than you. Come on, let's go. Let me tell you about the goodness and grace of Jesus Christ. So guess what starts to happen in the midst of waiting on breakthrough? You catching this? I'm putting it all together. That even in the breakthrough, waiting on the breakthrough, it matters what you sow into. So while you're waiting for your breakthrough to happen, you could be the resource and the outlet to someone else's breakthrough. You could be the person that ignites a change in somebody. You could be the person that sets a person free by telling them the good news of Jesus Christ. You could tell somebody the good news of Jesus Christ knowing that you're righteous through the cross. And when you tell that person to Jesus Christ, that might be the best next evangelist to go change a city, to go change a world. You don't know. But I'm only righteous through the cross. I want you to know the righteousness through the cross. People of Israel, your hearts are hard. So righteousness, so you can have his unfailing love. I, I, I love that. It brings me to tears. My wife loves me, right? I, I mean, I think she does. Sometimes I'm not sure so much at times. I'm like, do you love me? Like, just want to make sure. She's the best. She can't give me the love that God gives me. She can't. Her love sometimes is there and is not there. My love for her sometimes is there and is not there. It's a choice for us as humans. But the unfailing love of God, if we just sowed into the righteousness of his kingdom, if we just sowed into the things of God, guess what you get in return? Unfailing love. We are creatures that need love. We are people. We are humans that every single human, whether you want to admit it or not, you want to be loved. <laughs> right? We all do. You have a God in heaven that's going to pour out his unfailing love. If you don't harden your heart, if you don't plow the hard ground, but if you start to plow and let go and let God be God. This is encouraging. So last thing is this. Sowing into the right things renews your relationship with Jesus. See, Scripture says this, right? I, I'm going to do my best to explain this, so bear with me in this moment, right? Cool. Sowing into the right things renews your relationship with Jesus. See, at this point in time, all they knew was God of the heavens, God of Israel. The people of Israel had yet to know Jesus. Jesus had not come to earth yet. He had not died for them yet. He had not raised to life again yet. So all they knew who was God, to be God. God is Jesus. Jesus is God. Whole theological thing. We'll explain it later some other time. Three and one. 
But see, the people of Israel, they only knew the God that they heard about, that they read about. The God that they saw split the seas for them to walk through. They just knew that God. And God is God. God is good. It's amazing. But it says this. For it is time to seek the Lord until he comes and showers righteousness on you. Until he comes. That jumped out to me. Until he comes, until breakthrough happens, until something good happens, until he moves, until he comes, until breakthrough happens. Seek God. Seek the Lord. But guess what? We have Jesus. Woo! So we have the open door to heaven. We don't have to go through somebody else. We don't have to go to the tent of sanctuary of all that. We get directly to the throne room of heaven, and we get to start to seek Jesus no matter what's happening, no matter what's going on, no matter what we're walking through. We get an open doorway to Jesus. And guess what happens? We get to be renewed by Jesus every day. We get to be strengthened by Jesus every day. We get to walk through breakthroughs going, hey, I don't care. I don't care what happens. I don't care what's going on. Bring it. Bring it, world. Has anybody ever prayed that prayer? Me, oftentimes. Guess what happens? The world comes at me. <laughs> Always be careful what you pray for. But you know what? You know what it's done for me? You know what it's done for Rachel and I? Strengthens us. Oh, Jesus, the world's coming at me. The, 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 the fears, the anxiety, the depression, the, the, the not knowing what's next. It's here. But Jesus, you're the God of breakthroughs. You're good. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust. I'm going to trust. I'm going to believe. I'm going to believe that until you come and move, until you do this, I don't want the things of the world. I just want you. And I'm just going to hold on to you. I'm just going to come after you. The door is open for me to your presence. It's there for me. I don't have to pray special prayer. I don't have to know what to say, not to say. I can be raw. I can be real. I can be honest with you, Jesus, because you're big enough. You're strong enough. You're great enough. It's you in me, God. It's you in me. It matters. It matters. It matters what you sow your life into. It matters what you give your heart to. It matters what you give your time and, and energy to. Because life's going to come. Breakthroughs are going to be needed. But are you going to kick the door down yourself? Because you said, I've said this before, when you kick a door down, you get debris, you get splinters in your legs, you get all sorts of crazy stuff. I've been there, done that, it's not fun. But when God just starts to open up doors for you, that he starts to put you in the spacious places and the things of him, it's so much easier just to walk through doors. Yep, okay, God, you're good. Yep, okay, God, you're good. You're leading me. You're guiding me. You're directing me. You're, you call me righteous. You've called me your child. I'll just keep walking, God, step by step. Yeah, am I going to take a hit here and there? Yep, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm going to keep walking. I'm going to keep trusting. I'm going to keep believing because it's your breath inside of me. It's your words inside of me. It's your faithfulness inside of me. It's your grace inside of me. It's your mercy inside of me. It's your truth inside of me. And so in that, I can lift my hands to heaven. I can sing a little louder. I can praise God a little bit more. I can reach the world a little bit more. I can be a light to this world that is dark and hurtful and pain, filled with pain. And God, you are good and you are worthy to be praised. We should just thank God for that. Just go ahead. You've already missed the moment. But go ahead. He has another one. Give him, just, just thank him for a second. No, really. Like, you all need to thank God. He's worthy of our thanks. He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy because he loves you. Why don't you stand to your feet? I want to pray over us this morning. I want to pray for each and every one of you this morning. 
that you would start to, to sow into the things that matter, that are pure, that are, are full of peace and hope and love. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to pray this prayer over you. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we thank you that through that cross we are your children. We are your righteous children. You've called us yours, God. We thank you, God. We press into you, God. We praise you, Jesus, for your goodness and your grace. So, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for every single person, oh God, that is in this room, that the sound of my voice, God, that they will start to sow into the things that matter. They will start to sow into your kingdom. They will start to sow their hearts and their minds into your word and into your presence. And in that, God, you will fill them with the breath. You will fill them with your peace. You will fill them with joy and salvation will come to them, Father. Father, I pray that you strengthen people. You uphold people. You build people up, God. We praise you. We adore you. Come on, church, let's sing it out as we head out today.